You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. You're listening to episode 126 of the Well Women podcast. Now, this is a solo episode and it's a solo episode today for a few different reasons. This episode is also the last episode that I will be publishing for the next couple of weeks. Don't worry, the podcast is not going anywhere. But in celebration of the fact that this Well Women podcast is nearly two years old, I can't believe it. Our first podcast episode went live in the beginning of July 2019. And as we are approaching the beginning of July in 2021, we are about to hit our two year anniversary or birthday, whatever you want to call it, of the Well Women podcast. Now, since the podcast launched, I have released a new episode every single week of the podcast show. Now, every Wednesday we have released a new episode on the Well Wednesday. I call it Well Wednesday for a few different reasons, and you can probably assume why. However, I've not yet had a break and I've never really done like a start and a finish with episodes or seasons. So we are going to conclude the first big season, which went for two years of the Well Women podcast with this episode. And we will be back at the beginning of August. Now, before I jump into today's topic, I want to let you know that this is roughly five weeks and this is five weeks for you on this mini hiatus that I'm taking for you to catch up on any episode that you've missed. It'll give you an opportunity to go back and re-listen to episodes that you loved or that you wanted to retake notes from. And in this time frame over on my weekly newsletter, the Well Weekly newsletter, I'll be sending this out still and we will be recapping the, the last two years of the podcast. We'll be talking about all the different types of topics that we've had here on the show, anything from sex to nutrition to periods to the feminine sexuality products that I love and also periods, of course. So you can find out about all of these episodes all linked together in our newsletter. And if you're not currently on my newsletter list and would like to be, head to the link in my bio Instagram on Wellsome underscore Gemily or head to my website, wellsome.com. And if you scroll right to the very bottom, you'll see a section that says, let's be pen pals. And there you can enter your details and jump on the mailing list. So let's get forward and moving into this episode. This episode is brought to you by the Well Women Academy. The Well Women Academy is my signature group coaching program. It's a weekly membership together where we study menstrual cycles, holistic health, and how to reconnect with your body. Every month, our Well Women access members-only self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, audio, video, and guided home study. Join me and women from all over the world as together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and everything to do with your yoni. This is your chance to join an international community of supportive women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. It's a cyclical sisterhood like no other, not to mention it's also cheaper than your daily coffee fix. To learn more and to join us, head to wellsome.com forward slash academy. That's wellsome, W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E.com forward slash academy. Oh, 
Now, last year, I went through a personal journey. And at the beginning of this year of 2021, I released an episode. It was episode 102 and it was called Abortion, My Personal Journey. Now, I chose to share my personal abortion and termination journey with you in a live episode on the big wide world web (laughs) for a couple of different reasons. The first one was it was an intuitive thought that just kept coming up for me. I kept feeling this feeling that I had to share my story because I couldn't find any support myself. And I thought, well, what if I can just offer some free guidance, some additional support for others who are going through a similar situation? And so this is what really drove me to share this episode in episode 102 of the Abortion My Personal Journey. Now, it was recorded eight weeks after my termination surgery. And in this episode, I talk about my abortion story, abortion healing and support. I also mention about post-surgery support, the differences and the similarities between termination, miscarriage and stillbirth. I talk about abortion paradigms and beliefs, rebirthing your menstrual cycle, first period blessings after termination, the birth, death, life cycle of your menstrual cycle. And of course, I ask you three simple questions. Now, if you haven't yet listened to this episode and you're listening to this current episode right now that I'm recording for 126, I would encourage you to stop listening and go and listen to episode 102 first. That is the framework and the foundation of what this new episode is all going to be about. And I've really ummed and ahed as to whether to record this episode. I'm recording this episode on my due date. This due date is the 22nd of June in 2021 and... I've had a lot of emotion come up around this particular date and this time in my life. I've also kind of not wanted this date to come up and I've been a little bit ashamed, shy, upset, extremely fucking emotional. Let's be honest about that. And I haven't really been good at expressing this in my personal life with people close to me. Mind you, not many people have been asking me about it either. Um, Except for my beautiful partner, he definitely asks me and checks in with me regularly, which I'm very grateful for his support. But I felt really called to share with you the next steps of what it's like after going through a termination and an abortion in the months that follow it. Because this episode I recorded in the beginning of the year, episode 102, was only two months, eight weeks after termination surgery. And a lot can happen over this period of time. So in this episode, I'm going to chat with you about uncomfortability. I'm going to talk to you about emotions, triggers, other people in your life, when you may or may not feel supported things you can do um, with your cycle and how your cycle might be after termination. I'll share what my, my journey on my cycle has been. And then we'll also talk about contraception, contraception and contraceptive goals. Now, when I record a podcast episode, I generally do this with a guest. I love interviewing guests. I hope you enjoy it too. And I get to sit down and I type notes as we talk and I really refer to answering them really in-depth questions. And I've found this podcast episode really challenging to prepare for. And the best way I feel to deliver this episode and this information is to just share. So it might feel a little bit all over the place. um, And that's because it is an emotional topic for me. And I've literally spent the last three days crying. So I want to just open up this energy to you and let you know that if you yourself have been through this journey of an abortion or even a miscarriage, maybe potentially a stillbirth too, that you're not alone. And these are some of the things that I've done to support myself. And I hope that they 
offer some insight and some guidance to you to demonstrate that you're not alone and how you feel is totally valid. So let's get into it. Today is my due date and all my life I've wanted to be a mother. Um, I love kids. Um, I used to actually work in (laughs) childcare um, to get free gym membership when I was just out of high school studying university back when I was like 17, 18. And I've always been really easygoing with kids. I always have known I'll become a mother and I've never yet been through the process of planning a pregnancy. And my pregnancy last year was a UPP, they call it in natural fertility, an unplanned pregnancy. And it was also through some very emotional, challenging times with um, an ex-partner of mine who I conceived with, knowing that it was unplanned, but the relationship also ended before I found out that I was pregnant. So there's a lot of challenge in that emotional connection with this. So your experience might be very different. You might have experienced a termination with a loved one, um, someone that you're still in a relationship with, or it could have even have been a miscarriage. But the amount of women who have reached out to me and have said, oh my God, I felt the same way and I felt like people weren't listening to me or they didn't know how to support me and I still get upset about it and it's been five years on or seven years on or seven months on is that It all comes back to our own personal journey and everyone's personal journey with termination is very, very different. I've worked with many women who have had miscarriages and also friends who have had miscarriages and nothing is easy when we talk about this topic. So as I share from my heart with you here, I want you to know that I'm just sending you love and that you are safe and you are fully supported. The first point that I'll kind of share is that If I had have seen where I was back during this experience in November of 2020, talk about a fucked year for COVID, right? (laughs) But if I look back then to where I am now in June of 2021, my life has rather completely and dramatically changed. And this comes back to a saying that I always share with clients is that uncomfortability creates comfort. So let me just share this with you again, is that uncomfortability creates comfort. So what does that even mean, Gemma? It means that we need to work through the feelings of uncomfortability. And so what feels uncomfortable? Feels uncomfortable is a few months ago, I was at dinner with my closest family or my um, immediate siblings, my parents and my cousin, and there was a pregnancy announcement at the table. Now, you know, at that time, they continued to talk about pregnancy announcements with different people and friends and themselves. I'm sitting across from my beautiful sister-in-law, who I love very much, um, including her husband, my brother. Um, At the time, they were roughly like seven months pregnant. And I'm sitting there for around 30 plus minutes just listening to them talk about pregnancy announcements. And it was extremely uncomfortable for me. I kept feeling emotion come up about, well, what would my pregnancy announcement looked like and how would that have made me feel? And would people have been happy for me to announce my pregnancy? And was it the right decision to make um, and end the, the pregnancy? And this is months on from the termination and also months before the due date. And that's uncomfortability. I share this story very personally with you because I've actually not shared it with anyone else but my partner. Um, and my best friend and I literally stood up from the table I walked to the toilet I sat on the toilet and I completely fucking bawled my eyes out I had mascara all over my face and I sat on the toilet for about 10 minutes just crying because I had to feel all this uncomfortability I was full of joy for the my love people in my life like my family and my cousin love them I'm so happy for them I love it literally brings me so much joy to see them you know procreating and bringing life to the world 
but it triggered me and it was a deep trigger around the elements of pregnancy and birth and babies and in that moment I could do nothing but fully express my emotion and feel fully what many of us do when we are going through and healing through maybe potentially traumatic experiences which this was somewhat for me is that we kind of hide our emotions in public particularly or we hide them from people that we live with or partners or other loved ones or friends or even work colleagues and I am strongly encouraging you to feel all of your emotion and express it in the moment it is extremely uncomfortable um, so much so that often you can get anxious you can feel stressed worried etc and the list goes on but the moment that you feel something, I'm encouraging you to embrace it. This is a really big part of the healing process, especially for myself. And I'm encouraging you to go through this healing process yourself is that when an emotion comes up in that exact moment, get uncomfortable with yourself and express, express to yourself, express to the people around you, but most importantly to you. And this is what I did at this particular night. I bawled my eyes out. I came back and sat at the table and I literally couldn't stop crying. So I literally just grabbed my handbag and I left. I just walked out the door and I didn't tell anyone what was wrong. I didn't express to anybody because sometimes they won't understand. And of course, they're not going to understand because they've never been in that situation before. That doesn't mean that they're bad people. It doesn't mean that they don't want the best for you or they don't love you. It just means that no one really knows what it feels like except for you. And in those moments of uncomfortability, when your emotion is heightened and expressive, I encourage you to express it, but when it's really expressive, it's hard to articulate how you feel because it can be a snowball effect. But this particular snowball effect and expressing your emotions, like me hysterically crying, is very much, much about feel and release, feel and release. And I'm sure, knowing that this is my ninth mark of pregnancy, or would, be, would have been my ninth mark of pregnancy today with my due date today, is that emotions are still going to arise and they'll probably arise when I tried to conceive a child with my partner or they may arise when I enter the birthing suite um, or begin labor or become pregnant um, in my next pregnancy, whenever that may be. But it's all about embracing. So the, the first lesson that I want to share with you that I've learned is uncomfortability creates comfort and get comfortable being uncomfortable. So that's the first one. The second one is you're not alone. Often termination and miscarriage too are topics that are just not openly sp spoken about and they can feel very isolating. And people around you can sometimes not know what to say or what not know how to um, connect with you or how to bring it up they like they want to ask you what's going on and how you're doing with this but they're just not sure and I want you to just remember that you're not alone and if you feel that people in your life could ask more questions maybe bring up the conversation with them I've definitely noticed that abortion for myself and termination is kind of like out of sight out of mind but if we think about it and I feel quite emotional thinking about it right now myself that pregnancy is a big journey it's a nine month journey post um, and then you have birth and you've got the the fourth trimester as Kimberly Ann Johnson beautifully describes in her book the fourth trimester is that it's quite a journey it's like a year-long journey and when you go through a termination or an abortion for those who 
feel very similar to me in like wanting to have a child and didn't know whether it was the best decision. I know this was the best decision for me in my personal life, but that doesn't mean that I I don't get upset about it. That doesn't mean that I um, have thoughts about or oh, what if or right now I would be in this position where, you know, I could be in labor right now, literally. Um, because once upon a time I had thought about this day whilst I was pregnant for those eight weeks. So you are not alone. And the most important thing is to communicate and to talk to people. And I'm going to share a message for those who are the supporters of people going through a termination or um, or abortion or even miscarriage is that I know you most likely don't want to bring it up in case they are in a good space or you don't want to bring it up because you don't want to trigger them or bring up past emotions or fears or um, whatnot. But what I will encourage you is I can almost guarantee that that person is feeling like they would love to hear from you in some way, shape or form, even just to check in. And I'm so grateful for my absolutely beautiful best friend, Jess. Um, it's funny, actually. My sister-in-law's name is Jess and my best friend's name is Jess. And they've both just given birth to beautiful babies and <laughs> born literally like four or five days apart um, around a month before my due date. And all of this, I've been surrounded a lot with pregnancy and babies since the termination. And my best friend, Jess, I love you, Jess, if you're listening to this, like so fucking much. But, um, you know, I will never forget she got off the phone to me or we ended the phone call after her telling me about her birthing story. And, you know, she asked the question, you know, how are you feeling about all of this? Like, how do you feel about learning, like listening to this after, you know, the termination you know, um, do you, is it okay with you? Um, like, if you don't want to talk about it, we don't need to talk about it. But just the fact that she checked in was the sign of love that really fills my heart in so many beautiful ways. And so if you are listening to this and you're the supporter of someone who's going through a termination or an abortion or a miscarriage is check in with them, you know, think about them and how they might feel in situations when they get invited to a baby shower, when they are at the, the shops and they're surrounded by all these mums in a mum's circle and there's lots of babies there or you know when they hold a baby or when they spend time with people talking about pregnancy um, just be aware that they might be feeling sensitive and that the situation might come across as insensitive or triggering so if you can please reach out to them and say hey look how do you feel about us having this conversation around you um, be honest, um, be transparent with us. This is why I'm asking you this transparent question is how do you feel? Is there anything that we can do to support you? Um, you know, how are you processing this? Have you been triggered at all lately? Is there anything I can do? Um, and if and if that feels like too much, you can reach out and simply say, hey, I'm thinking about you. You've been popping in my mind a lot today. And I just want to let you know that you're loved and no matter how you feel is valid. It's such a simple thing um, and it can have so many different meanings, but reaching out just so that they know that they're not alone and that if you're the one going through this personally is that you are not alone either. Now, I've already mentioned about embracing emotions, but let's talk about triggers because, and I mentioned briefly about me going out for dinner with my family and being triggered, um, but there's many different types of triggers. For example, memories of something that once was um, or seeing other people. And so just be aware of what can trigger someone with um, or who's been through an abortion, termination, miscarriage or even a stillbirth is that 
triggers, we can't escape triggers and we can't control them either. So when a trigger arises, how do you allow yourself to feel? How do you treat your body? How do you support yourself? So how can you support yourself when there's a fucking trigger? Like, let's be like, let's be real honest here. How can you support yourself? To be transparent with you, today is a, a really triggering day for me. The due date of my pregnancy is today. And it's triggering to think of that. It's triggering to think of other situations in my personal life that might occur on this day um, and having anxiousness and fear around that. It's also triggering that I might be, I've been in a different situation if I thought about a different outcome or chose a different path. But it's important for us to not dwell on the past, but more so be really present in the future. And so what does that actually mean? It means that when we are triggered is identifying what the trigger is. Now, you don't have to articulate this, but it's knowing how to support yourself. So here's a few ways that I've learned how to support myself. One, making sure that I get time alone. Some time to myself to sit with how I feel and be a blubbering mess if I need to be a blubbering mess. Number two is eat good food. Don't go and trash your fucking body, please. Don't go and binge on the ice cream or the chocolate or the chips or, you know, go and get some fatty, disgusting meal. Nourish yourself and good food makes you feel good. If you put crap in, you'll feel like crap. And if you're already feeling triggered and a little bit sensitive, you're just going to feel like more crap. And I'll never forget last year I said to my second best friend, Amber, I was just like, fuck this. I'm just going to Domino's and getting a pizza and drinking beer. <laughs> I've not done either of those things in like two decades, but it's not, it's okay to have the sensation of it, but executing it is another thing. So nourishing yourself with really good food. The next thing I would suggest is change your environment. Um, for me, I often will just go to the beach for a walk or I jump in my van Herbie. If you haven't seen Herbie, um, my DIY renovated van, you can literally go to my Instagram and check all that. There's a highlight called van. Um, but go outside. Change your environment is really important, um, especially if your environment is currently triggering you. And the more you connect with nature, the more you're able to sit with yourself and, ex and fully express. And the more you do that, the more you can actually begin to articulate how I felt. Today, I was really triggered because this happened and then this happened and then that happened. So one of the best ways to express that is journaling. And this has been a practice that I've really embodied since the termination myself is daily gratitudes and journaling. Now, I've always done it. I've always journaled. I've, I cycle track every day. Um, I've always done daily, daily gratitudes. I share them at the dinner table um, every night or in bed every night. And when it comes to gratitudes is looking at like, what are you truly grateful for and how do you truly feel and journaling and articulating how you feel on paper is really, really powerful. It's like creating your own story, but you're processing and getting it out of your system onto paper. Now that might become a, an actual book in the future. Whoever, who knows, but it's important to communicate that and articulate it with yourself. And then you can also do that with other people. Now, you might have some people in your life that you don't feel fully supported by or they don't know how to support you. So how can you reach out to other people to get support? This is something that I spoke about in the first episode of um, 102, my, my journey, but is reaching out for support. That might be counseling. It might be seeing a spiritual healer. It might be seeing a psychiatrist. It might even just be seeing a coach. You know, I know myself, I do a lot of coaching work around this now, and I love the process of guiding other women through 
understanding termination and abortion and getting their cycles back on track after that experience. Um, But working with someone who's outside of your emotional circle can also be really, really important and beneficial. Now, I want you to know that if you there will be times where you may or you may not feel supported. Now, you are always supported, but it's your ego, your itty bitty shitty community that's most likely being like, you're not supported in this process and you're all alone and you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. Well, I'm sorry, that's not always true. And there are people in your life who absolutely love you and they absolutely want to you know, show this and, and show support. But just remember that what I mentioned earlier is maybe they don't know how. And if you would really like support, reach out to them and say, hey, look, I would really love some support right now. And that then leads me to situations. It's really challenging in this world that we live in to put ourselves first. And I'm going to tell you, sister, that put yourself fucking first is that sometimes you can say no. You don't have to go to all of the events. You don't have to answer the phone every single time. You don't have to explain why you feel a certain way. You can put yourself first. Now, what this means, and um, I'm sharing this with so much love, um, I was invited to a baby shower on the weekend, and that baby shower was very close to this day, this due date, and it was very triggering. As soon as I got the invitation, I was very triggered. Is that because I don't like the people? No, I love them a lot. But I was triggered and so I declined going to the baby shower for personal reasons because I knew I was was going to be in a situation that was going to be uncomfortable for me. And I didn't want that. I didn't want to, you know, put myself in a situation like that. So just like you wouldn't put yourself in a car that was on fire, (laughs) that would be really silly. Don't put yourself in situations that make you feel on fire that make you feel uncomfortable, that make you feel overwhelmed or highly and heightenedly emotional. Withdraw yourself. Say no. Put yourself first. If you don't want to go out for dinner with your girlfriends, don't go out for dinner with your girlfriends if all they do is talk about fucking babies. (laughs) Not that that's my group of friends, by the way. But say no and put yourself first. Now, the next thing that has been really supportive to me in this process is having a project. Having a project. So cyclically, we learn that, and this is something that I teach through coaching and inside the Well Women Academy, but cyclically, the process of menstruation to ovulation to menstruation is a birth-life-death process. Now, when we think of the birth-life-death process, this is also the birth-life-death process of pregnancy. We have birth or creation, which is like implantation of egg and sperm. And then we have the growing, which is the, the cultivating, the creating, getting ready to birth this baby. And this is a metaphor baby into the world. And then we have the post birth experience. You could call it the fourth trimester, postpartum. And that happens to us too. But in that same pregnancy, the woman's body goes from only having a certain amount of organs in her endocrine system to growing an organ out of nowhere, literally a placenta out of nowhere. It then houses this placenta with the baby. This placenta feeds and nurtures and nourishes the baby. And then the whole way through until pregnancy and giving birth, then the baby is born and then this placenta dies through the birthing process. And it's an organ. It's a life force organ. How fucking cool is that, by the way? Like, if you really think about it, that's really fucking cool stuff. So this is another birth, life, death process. 
So when we have gone through a termination or pregnancy and we feel like we're missing out on this birth life death process that maybe was activated, and I've definitely had intuitive thoughts around this, is attach yourself to a project. Now, this project doesn't have to be a painting or sewing. I like sewing, but it doesn't have to be any of those things. It can be a project of writing a book. It can be a project of building a garden. It can be a project of trying new recipes every week. It can be a project of volunteering in your community. It can be a project of starting a new sport or a new movement or joining a new gym. Um, For me, one of my biggest projects that I've had, I've had a couple actually, um, one, building my Van Herbie. Um, I'm so grateful and thankful for the people in my life who have supported me in doing that. Shout out to Dan. Thanks, Dan. I love you, mate. Um, And then also, he'll probably never ever listen to this episode, but thanks, Dan. And then also to my brothers and my sister and my dad um, and for just being a part of the process of building Herbie. Thank you. But I've also created and birthed Cyclical, which is the world's first menstrual cycle certification program, an official certification program to become a menstrual coach. And that was, there's a lot of rebirthing that happened in that process of me writing this program. I felt a lot of resistance. I felt a lot of shame, like I couldn't do this. And it ultimately just comes back to the fact that this was just one other project, one other birth, life, death cycle that I was going through in a bigger birth, life, death cycle of pregnancy and then post um, pregnancy with termination so I'm hoping that you can understand what I'm saying here is that allow yourself to create and add a project into your life after a miscarriage after a pregnancy or after um, a termination of a pregnancy is that adapt a project into your life adapt something that you create and that you birth into this world it's very very fulfilling whatever it is like even fucking renovating my house was fulfilling and that was a a project in itself too is apply this and put that energy into creating something else that's new for the world not just creating the life that once would have been new for the world so you're giving life into the world in another way and this has been really transformational for me in helping me apply that structure of creativity and then development and then birthing, so releasing and letting go and launching even you could use as a word and then you know harnessing and utilizing that and then growing the baby. So you can do this and I'm going to encourage you to just think of like what's something that I would love to birth into the world right now. All right, let's move on to a couple of final things that I want to share about healing through termination and abortion is your cycle and your body physically. So I've talked a lot about the heart space and the mind space and, you know, supporting yourself in that way. But let's talk about your body. Now, I'm always teaching in menstrual cycle coaching that your body never lies. Like your body knows what it needs. It's never lying to you and it's always communicating to you. But After a pregnancy, you've got to remember your body has gone from menstruating consistently, especially if you're falling pregnant, consistently with a healthy menstrual cycle. Then it becomes pregnant and it no longer bleeds. It's no longer menstruating because it doesn't need to menstruate because it's building a life. Then that menstruation, sorry, that um, pregnancy is taken or it's released and let go of. But then after that, the body has to learn how to menstruate again. All of a sudden, it's like changing its processing where it's looking for like a new manager. Okay, how do I connect back to the hypothalamus and the pineal and the pituitary gland in the brain so that my ovaries 
can have this amazing um, access that's going to work with um, hormonal production. And so it can take some time for that to happen. And then the settling in time, once you do begin bleeding again, might happen for a few months. And so something that's important to recognize is that just because you've had a termination, that doesn't mean that your cycle, your menstrual cycle is going to just pop straight back into being in sync and just being perfect from the get-go. It's important to understand that it might be a little bit different and a little bit sporadic and to allow your body to do what it needs to do. Allow your body to do what it needs to do. So my cycle since termination has kind of been a little bit all over the place. Let's face it. So I'm just going to guide you through what this looks like for me so that if you've been through this process yourself, you can kind of get a bit of an understanding. But when I look at my own cycle, I can literally go back to the fact that it has changed its length in days a number of times. So let me give you some examples. Earlier this year, it was 27 days, and then I went to a 29-day cycle. Then I went to a 26-day cycle, followed by a 30-day cycle, then a 28-day cycle, and I'm currently nearly about to bleed. So my cycle lengths have consistently been changing. But the other thing that's also been changing in my cycle is my ovulation window. So whilst we have a fertile phase of our cycle, we also have a particular ovulation window, which lasts for around three to four days. Now, this ovulation window has been moving throughout my cycle. So it can move from like day 12 to day 16 to day 18, then back to day 13. It's constantly shifting and moving. And in reference to that or as an effect from that, my menstruation has been changing too. I had a few months ago, two bleeds ago, actually, I had the heaviest bleed I've ever had in my whole entire life. Um, I don't ever really get period pain, never really had it even before I went on the contraceptive pill and it was excessive. It was so much that I bled through a pair of period undies. Fucking unheard of. Talk about embarrassment for myself. (laughs) But it's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's all about understanding the process of the body. And I have to keep reminding myself that my body is finding its own flow again. It's repatterning into its own flow. And just like how it can be going from riding a bike all your life to you know, having a year of not riding your bike and then getting back on the bike, you might be a little bit wobbly for a few rides until you get back into the flow of it. Your menstrual cycle is much the same. I envisage this as post-termination or even pregnancy for that matter or miscarriage is that your body's finding its flow. So give it time, don't rush it and acknowledge and honor what's coming up for you. So this is an amazing time of your cycle to really track your cycle. And so What I mean by this is you don't want to do a half-assed job tracking. You want to document and make note of everything that goes on with your body when you're cycle tracking, from your digestive system to your emotional highs and lows. Is there any correspondence to when that's occurring in your menstrual cycle? You can also then look at what your menstrual bleed is doing, the weight of the bleed, as in like, is it heavy? Is it light? Is it medium? Am I spotting a lot? Am I not spotting? There's many different things that can occur. And so documenting this post-miscarriage, termination or abortion is great at giving you an insight to your body's rhythm cyclically with your menstrual cycle. It can identify where your other glands and your endocrine system are and how they're communicating with your ovaries. And it can also show you the signs of the option of contraception. Um, So not contraception of conceiving. So if we think about it, there are many women out there who may experience this um, 
I guess, descriptive experience I'm giving to you here, but they may experience this after miscarriage is that they're trying to conceive and they're trying to start a family and they experience a miscarriage. And then all of a sudden, two months later, when they start to bleed again and they're back in their cycle, they're back on it, trying to conceive again. And this for some is very easy to do, to just jump back on the bandwagon. For others, it can be a little bit more emotional, especially depending on how far along you are when you miscarriage. But I want you to apply this same theory around tracking your cycle. Because the more you can track your cycle and the more things you can track about your cycle, the more we can identify what is contributing to an early ovulation or a delayed ovulation. Is your cycle erratic? Is it longer and then shorter and then longer and then shorter? Or is it consistent the whole time? So no matter what your goals are after miscarriage, termination or abortion, track your cycle. I'm going to be the mother here. Track your cycle. Do it. (laughs) Um, And just know that whatever your body is doing is the right thing for yourself. Another note on that, and this is a line I'd encourage you to write down or stop, pause, take notes, put it in your notes on your phone, wherever you are, is that your body is a direct reflection, your inner world and how you feel internally from your emotions to your menstrual cycle, everything is a direct reflection of your outer world. So what's going on around you is going to impact your inner world. So heavy, hard, challenging period bleeds, they could be from food, they could be from movement, but they most likely are also from something else that's going on in your outer world. Stress, relationship breakdown, um, study, financial challenge, moving house, um, death in the family, trauma experience, all of that is going to impact your inner world and that includes your cycle. So making sure that you're documenting everything is really important and it can really help you in the process of wanting to conceive post miscarriage termination or abortion. So when we talk about post miscarriage termination or abortion, let's talk about contraception. So I really feel that it's important. Another way to support yourself is to get your blood work done. Now, I know different parts around the world have different experiences with this and it's I, I feel having worked with many clients all over the world in Australia we're very very fortunate that we can go to a general practitioner doctor and we can get our blood test done and, and they can look at our hormones and whatnot but I know that's not available for everybody around the world so when I encourage you to go to the doctors and get your bloods tested and and find out what your blood work is I would love you to do this in regards to your endocrine system Now, when we think of endocrine system, we're thinking of all the glands and the organs inside our endocrine system. And they include the thyroid, the adrenal glands. They include, um, God, what else? (laughs) There's heaps, ovaries, (laughs) pancreas, um, hypothalamus, pituitary, pineal, all of those beautiful elements. But when we're looking at our bloods, we can kind of get a bit of a ballpark as to what's going on internally with our body. And that's a great thing to do after any surgery. (laughs) Um, But especially if you've had to experience a surgery for termination or you've chosen the medical form of abortion or termination. So I would encourage you to do that. That will then also support you with what your conception goals are. So post-termination or abortion or miscarriage, what are your goals? Are you planning to avoid pregnancy or you're planning to conceive again? Firstly, that's really important. Whatever your goal is, it's then really important to know what your future goal is. Are you planning to avoid pregnancy for the next 10 years, next five years, the next two years? Are you planning on conceiving in two years time, in four years time, in five years time? 
So I'll just share with you personally myself. Right now I'm planning to avoid conception. So I'm using natural fertility methods and awareness to track my cycle and apply natural fertility methods to avoid conception. However, I know that in roughly two years, three years, I don't know where I'll be in my life, but I, that's a great time that I would love to, you know, have children. Mind you, I could have children anytime I really wanted to. But if I think about that, how can I support my body now, my cycle now, so that I have good preconception care in the future, even though I've already experienced a pregnancy and I've been through termination, miscarriage or abortion? is preconception care and they they teach this in the natural fertility course that i've taken preconception care isn't just the month before you try to conceive or when you're trying to conceive it is sometimes years before you can actually physically conceive or implant implantation occurs preconception care is about preparing your body for the process of conception and pregnancy not just pregnancy and so what that can look like is supporting yourself emotionally with preconception supporting yourself nutritionally with preconception, supporting your ovulation and your menstruation in preconception care, and then also understanding how you mentally feel about this process of preconception care. These are all things I actually do with clients one-on-one, but it's important to know for yourself what your goals are because I recently went to the doctors and to get my six-month checkup after termination surgery and She basically kind of hinted that going on the contraceptive pill would be a really good idea to avoid a future termination or an unplanned pregnancy. Now, that's not in my goals. That's not something that I would like to do. So it's important for me to know what my options are. And most important when it comes to fertility and to avoid conception, it applies to conceive as well. But when you're avoiding conception is really understand the process work with someone who can ultimately teach you how to apply natural fertility methods and natural fertility awareness i've had a lot of women reach out to me that they've had unplanned pregnancies because they've thought they've known what their ovulation window was but they actually didn't know and so i'm going to encourage you as much as instagram is very creative and it looks beautiful and there's great infographics is that Natural fertility is about applying a method to your body and your lifestyle and your cycle, not the collective. So how you interpret an image or an infographic or um, some text might be very different to what your body actually needs or what your body's communicating. So above all, be really connected with yourself and it's smart to get support. And if you ever need guidance on where you can find that, please reach out. Of course, I am a natural fertility teacher, so I'm very fortunate that I've been able to apply that for myself. But work with someone who can guide and support you with your contraception or conceiving goals. (sighs) All right, that's pretty much a wrap. I really wanted to just share my healing process with you and the things that I've found to be very supportive over the last seven months post-termination. I've by far had very dark moments. I've had days where I've just cried for days on end. I've had days of joy and happiness and feeling absolutely on top of the world. But like all emotion, it's important to feel it fully and let it process and flow through because ultimately emotion is just energy in motion. And if you hold on to your energy and don't allow it to process and move through you, it can definitely lodge in there and you'll have to deal with it later. So 
how do I feel right now? I feel really content in my decision. I feel really proud of myself, fucking proud of myself. I feel sad. I have some sadness. Um, but overall, I feel really abundant. And it seems weird. Like, how can you feel abundant and sad at the same time, Gemma? That's fucked up. Fucked up, girlfriend. That's just how life is sometimes. And although my life is amazingly abundant, even just being able to walk to the beach today in the middle of winter, not today, but in general, I'm, I feel really, really blessed. And so I want you to just know that you can feel both sad and alone and abundant at the same time and that's okay and however you feel is perfect how you are is perfect and what your thoughts are are perfect and if you can learn to acknowledge how you feel in your mind I promise you it's going to take you in the most amazing places and just know that you're never alone Um, I hope me sharing this with you has been insightful and supportive above anything else it is my pregnancy due date and as much as I would love to be bringing a baby into the world I'm so ready to become a mother I am very blessed to know that that will be something that will happen in the future and until that moment I'm going to just keep enjoying feeling honoring and giving in any way that I can in other directions so I'm just sending you lots of love. Thanks for tuning into this episode of me sharing about abortion, the healing process. And if you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. Please head over to Instagram at Wellsome underscore Gemma Lee and message me. DM me and let me know what your thoughts are and how you feel about this. I really would love to hear from you. I love hearing from women who have been through a similar experience. And if this helps or doesn't help, just let me know. But wherever you are in the world, thank you. Now, before I close this episode, remember this is the last episode for a few weeks. We'll be coming back on Wednesday, the 4th of March. Not March, Gemma. Oh, my goodness. We'll be coming back on Wednesday, the 4th of August. You can see my mind's all over the place after talking about this topic today. And in this particular episode that's coming out in August on the 4th, we will be joined by the amazing Julie Parker talking all about ancient women's wisdom. Then moving forward, we have some awesome podcast topics coming up, including birth control, the pill. We're talking about non-monogamy and bisexuality. We're also talking about period pain, astrology, teens and tweens going through menarche and supporting them through puberty. We have lots of really fun episodes to come. But until then, you will hear from me next here at the Well Women podcast on August 4th. And I'm just sending you lots of love. Thank you for being a part of this community, tuning in, listening and allowing me to open my heart vulnerably to you. I'm sending you lots of love. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together we can all live in flow, harmony and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. 
For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle. 